Tune into the Bobcast podcast, chatting about it, making you laugh. Got the internet fired up, streaming fast from the lounge with the Ouija board, summoning the past. Seeing the future, animated and creative, totally articulated. Anytime you want to hear it, you can turn it on and play it. Oh my Bob, cast a shadow from your speaker frame and monitor. Got it going on at w.thebobcast.podbean.com. Episode of content for you and yours. Come on. Pass it along and send a link to your brother, to your cousin, to your mom. Never, ever, 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 ever turn it off. Ring the alarm up on the river with the stiff light. I'm getting gone. Check, check, one, two. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the podcast with you as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. It's a solo pod because, uh, dude, I had some stuff happen to me this week that I, I got to share, you know, like I got to share this because it has strengthened my faith in a way that I think could be beneficial for some people to hear. Now, I live in Plymouth Meeting. I live in a neighborhood where... There's an individual who lives in the neighborhood who would be the, I guess, classified by some as the neighborhood weirdo, the guy who lives by himself, the guy who doesn't say hello to people, the guy who has bed sheets in all of his windows, the guy that has numerous plastic bags in his backyard strewn about so he doesn't touch any of the Amazon packages that come in. He's got issues, right? But the kids, you know, <sighs> did you ever see the birds, the Clopex? Like, there's always going to be the neighbor that scares the kids, right? There's always going to be the neighbor. I mean, for me, I had a guy named Pepper in my neighborhood who actually worshiped Satan and uh, sacrificed pets in his backyard and then lit his house on fire. So imagine how it felt for me being an eight-year-old, knowing that this dude's four houses down from my parents' house. We used to, I used to ride my bike past the house as fast as possible. The nickname for the kid was Pepper. I don't know his real name, which is weird, but they called him Pepper. And he definitely was dark counterculture. He he um, he bought himself a hearse and put a Nazi skull at the front of the you know the cab, and he would always pull that hearse into the driveway so people could see the skull, people could see the evil lurking within there. One time when I was a ch- kid with my friend Sean, like we were playing in the yard and we were looking at his house and we didn't even notice that he was in another car staring at us, looking at us with like a joker menacing smile. It was terrifying, dude. Like I was scared. So in my neighborhood, there's a guy like that. I used to drive by and see the plastic bags. I used to judge him, you know, like what's up with this weirdo? You know what I mean? I was judging him. I was you know, trying to make sense of his mental health issues. And oftentimes I would try to make sense about those issues with ridicule. And I would oftentimes say bad things about him. So, where do I even begin with this? Like, all right, let's be real. Okay, so, Earlier in the week, I realized I double booked myself. I, I, I realized that I have a meeting um, with the Colonial alumni, a meeting uh, with alumni to pick candidates for, you know, our Hall of Fame or whatever. And it's a big deal. And, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, like involved at the top. I double booked myself with my church band, my church band at Storehouse Church. I, I, we have practice at the same time, you know, I had this decision to make, like, what do I do? You know, 
and some stuff at work has been popping off lately. And I felt like if I said, let's be real. No, I have brought up Jesus Christ and I've brought up the church. I have brought up my faith in the workplace. And most times when I do, it's not meant with negativity. It's, it's more like I can tell that they're just looking at me with, you know, like eyes of judgment or like eyes of being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You believe in that magician in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you're so special. And um, I, I, I thought to myself, man, if I say to this one person that I can't make the meeting and I have to tell the truth, They'll like be mad. I might get written up. I got lost in my head with it, dude. And I decided to do the thing I didn't want to do and called out sick, you know, um, got lots of sick days. So it's cool. But like, you know, I said, I, I didn't feel well and that wasn't the truth, man. You know, and like, I feel terrible about that. And I, you know, they say that you ask for forgiveness and you shall receive. Right. But they never really say when you're going to receive it. Right. So keep that in mind. So I spend the day cleaning the house, getting ready for the, you know, the evening practice, going over the songs, writing the song format out in a chronological order where it's easy for me to read on stage. And uh, the day is peaceful, you know, it's super peaceful. I got the dogs with me. The house is looking great. I went for a hike, came home, just chilling, you know, and then uh, wife comes home, kid comes home. And we have been in this like uh, debacle for like the last couple of weeks of trying to get our kid off the screen, you know, no screen versus playing outside lifestyle. It was a beautiful day. So I said to him, why don't you play outside? It's so nice out there, you know? And then my wife says, ooh, I've got an idea. We've got these toys that we've never used that Santa brought. And they were the laser tag toys, right? So my kids, my kid, and his best friend are outside and they're playing laser tag. And you know, it's like when you're eight, you know what I mean? You're playing laser tag, adrenaline's coursing through your body, dude. You ain't got nothing in your mind except getting your buddy out, you know? My son left the gate open and my dog Russell got out and I heard screams, right? And um, I, I jumped, Teresa said, oh no, Russell got out. And I get out of my seat and I see Russell running full speed at the man that I was talking to about in my neighborhood, full speed. Now this guy, he walks by our house. I've tried to talk to him before. He doesn't want to talk to us. He doesn't want to engage with anybody because of his status. You know what I mean? Like his mental health on, on wellness. <clears throat> and uh, my dog, you know, Russell, he's a, a rescue, right? And you know, he's not like the, the, the sweetest, but you know what I mean? Like he must've sensed something about this guy. So he runs at him full speed and the guy doesn't acknowledge him, which I think in turn like confused Russell. So Russell gave him like a little, like Russell went to bite him on his leg, right? My dog bit him, but it wasn't the type of bite like in the film where, you know, somebody, I'm sorry, there's somebody like a hundred feet in front of me. What the heck is going on here, dude? Somebody... Okay, there's two people. Okay, it didn't make sense what was happening right there. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so Russell runs at him. Dude, I, I open the front door and I run as fast as I can. No, Russell, you get off him, you know? 
Russell gets onto him like a, like it's like a, you know, when you're like a dog tries to figure out if it's a human being or not, like yeah, bite it to see if it's alive. It was like a, it, it didn't pierce the skin. You know what I'm saying? It did not because I was there. And if it did, I swear I would have done the right thing too. But like, so then I get Russell off him and I go to him and I say, are you okay? I'm sorry. And like, I see his eyes. I have never seen his eyes up close. And when I saw his eyes, I saw that he was upset. And I saw that he was mad, dude, like real mad at me. He uh, doesn't speak our language. He said some stuff in his own. I don't know what he said, but I could tell that he was just not pleased with me. And um, he leaves. We go inside. Everyone's a mess because we don't know what to do here. You know what I mean? Like, what? in hindsight, first thing we should have done, well, my wife did. She documented everything down, wrote it down, time stamped it. And uh, I got rehearsal, right, for the church, right? So I got to go do that. And I'm getting ready for it. And I have my headphones in because I want to make sure I got this one part. And Teresa comes into the room and she's like, he's out. He was just out front screaming for you. Asking Tyler where your dad is because he's going to the hospital because he says the dog bit me to the bone. I'm like, oh, God, no. So, dude, like I collapse, right? And when I collapse, I collapse down into my my bed in the bedroom and I just got my head down. And like, you know, when these bad things happen, you know what I mean? Like, what's the first thing you say? Hold on one second. How's it going? Nice. Teamwork. Teamwork. It's all good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm scared, dude. You know what I mean? I got to go to this rehearsal, too. I say, Teresa, whatever happens, just call me. I'll try to come back to places literally across the street from my house. I'm a mess, dude. I'm a mess. I can't think straight. I feel terrible. And then, oh, no, no, it was pick up where I was. I was down there on the floor, and I was saying to myself, God, why would you do that? And like before I could even finish the sentence, man, it was, I mean, like it was like, I didn't even have to ask. I knew a lot. Like one, I'm trying to practice this new type of thing where I really back up my beliefs with everything, right? I believe that every single person on the planet is connected through the creator. He's the artist, she, whatever you want to call it. It's a thang, dude. You know what I mean? He's the all-powerful. And he did send a messenger in the form of the sun a couple years ago. And that messenger said that you should love everyone because everyone is essentially connected, right? My feelings on life and all that coming to a head, right? So I, I start thinking to myself all the times I drove by that guy's house and all the times I ridiculed him and all the times I tried to look at his trash bags and all of his weird stuff and tried to you know make sense of it and like be mad at him for being weird in the neighborhood and not cutting his grass and putting sticks in weird positions and like i realized dude you know am i really practicing what i was talking about am i really loving everyone was i loving my neighbor and despite the fact that the whole situation sucked I realized that, dude, I really need to try to love everyone, even the person that I think is the weirdo, even the person that's wronged you, even the person who is maybe sitting across from you that, you know, you don't even tell, like, your true feelings towards, you know, you have to learn to love 
And I really do believe that once you can grasp that aspect of life, that each and every single person, whether it be a Palestinian, Palestinian, an Israeli, a Rastafarian, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like any denomination, these are God's creatures. Somebody once said to me, I don't know where I heard this stuff, but like, imagine God as an all-powerful artist or creator, right? God's not human. And God sets out to make something human, right? But let me ask you something. Maybe some of you are listening to the show are artists like myself. Maybe some of you are musicians. Maybe some of you are, what, actors or something like that? Did you ever make something and it doesn't turn out the way you thought? Did you ever make something and be like, well, that sure shit backfired, right? Imagine what it was like when God created human and he starts seeing or it starts seeing God, she, whatever you want to do, you know, God starts seeing its creation destroy one another. That's like... (laughs) That's like a, you know, like a, an artist just going into their gallery and just destroying everything. You spent so much time, you vested all this energy in it, all for nothing. And like, or maybe you're a musician, okay? And like, say for instance, God's the producer in the booth and you, human, are the musician out there in the, you know, the recording studio. The producer's microphone stops working can't communicate with the human in the studio or on earth. So the producer has no choice but to send a messenger to communicate to make sure that we don't keep messing up. We don't keep making the same mistakes over and over again, right? That's the stuff that I'm thinking about, right? And like when he comes, when Jesus comes, like he really spends, the stuff I like about what I read is when he starts to see people who are from parts of the world that are not seen and he sees them you know and then i started thinking about my neighbor and i started thinking about like what i can do to help him and uh you know i went through many different thoughts in my head i mean at one point i went on google translate and i started to draft like a i had this like like paragraph that i'm trying to learn in his language you know so i could say if i ever see him You know, I want to pay for your medical records and I want to say I'm really sorry. You know, you're my neighbor and I care about you, you know. And I feel terrible that he has such intense autism that I know that will never happen because he doesn't like to be around people and like. uh, Just sucks. But from that sucking really did come another cosmic slap from God just being like, hey, dude. I got you down there for a reason, you know, love everyone, not just the ones who are not weird, love them all. Cause if you love them all, then you love yourself. Cause if we all are one incorporated soul tribe, you know, why would we want to destroy ourselves? Why would you want to destroy the best parts of you? You know? I'm sure there's something that my neighbor likes, you know? I'm sure there's something he does that he enjoys amidst the chaos of his life and amidst the way sometimes mental illness affects people. Somebody said to me, oh, why would God do that to somebody? Why would God create somebody like that? Go back to the art thing. 
not all the art you make is great. And sometimes it's not the artist's fault. You know what I mean? Like the artist didn't like, tell me one artist though that says, hey man, I can't wait to start something today and just make it crap. You know, I can't wait to make the most mediocre piece of, you know, material you've ever seen. It doesn't happen and it will never happen. And look, I ain't trying to convert you. You know that. But I am trying to tell you how I've come to these decisions in my life so they can speak for themselves. Everybody I talk to about my neighbor, friends, colleagues, not everyone, but so, the majority. Fuck that guy. He's probably an illegal immigrant. Yeah, he fucking done. We, somebody checked Zillow and see, like, you know, like, it sucked that even the closest people in my life, some of them vilified him as well. To protect me, you know, I get it, but it goes against the principle I was talking to you about. Love one another. As I have loved you. It made sense, you know. And uh, I was humbled by it. And I was. I was put at ease, you know. I usually would be OCD looping the shit out of this. I got homeowner's insurance. I looked, Teresa looked it up, you know. We're covered up to like $300,000 or whatever. Like. Trish looked into all that stuff, and I started looking into the more holistical <laughs> advice. And, uh, hey, how you doing? I, but, yeah, it was a, a really good lesson, you know? And I'm going to try to remember that every step of my life is that even the person who freaks you out or just your worst enemy, really, is you. There's this theory out there that like every single person on the planet, you will have a chance to live through their eyes and we each get a turn. It's a lot of turns, man, you know, <laughs> but I do believe that the soul inside your body right now can do great things. If you start to just think like that, think that it's nice when you really think that you have a home team and it's everywhere. With that being said, my name is Robert Patrick James Cahill, and this has been another episode of The Bobcast. <laughs>